What's going on, everybody? Antonio, Eric, and Keenan with you again, the Dynasty Mafia podcast, joining you on this last Sunday in March. The Ides of March came and went, enjoying our March madness, marching along. I got nothing else to say for March, boys. Uh, how's your month been? What's going on? It's going good. Definitely a better March than last year. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely a better March than last year. At, at, at work, uh, at work, uh, the thing going around for uh, it was two Fridays ago on the ninth. It was um, they wanted for all the all the web meetings to have a picture of what we were doing, like right before the actual like the big quarantine on March 9th last year. Um, so that, that was interesting. Everyone had pictures of you know big parties and everything like that. But well, I but, think uh, my wife. We went to a concert, my wife and I, like a week before. I was with you. My oh, wife you were, and I yeah, you were, yeah, you were there at the concert. It was <laughs> yeah, Mumford. Right. Oh, we all went there. It was Mumford and Sons, yeah. yeah. And like looking back at that now, we're like, oh my gosh, how, how the hell did we even, like how do we even do that at that time? But obviously yeah. we, we being in, in Buffalo over in New York, we didn't really know. And then, of course, our county became one of the hottest in the whole freaking country. Uh, so I'm glad glad things are moving in, in the right direction. Uh, you know, we. We mentioned March Madness. Glad we could have that. That that was uh, that was rough last March not to have because with all this happening and the height, it kind of just got dropped right in the beginning. That's the first thing they took away from us. That's what I'm saying. That catapulted yeah. all the sports really going going downhill from there. So how, how's your bracket doing, man? It's it's obviously been an extremely wild one. Have you guys been into it this year as as much as past years in the past? Ooh, I mean, I, I, I'd say I have been. I was. I don't uh, like the. I don't like the whole schedule change. Let me start with that. I like the. I like the Thursday, Friday first round, or second round, if you want to call them the plans, and then this, and then the weekend, and then they come back on Thursday and Friday again, um, right, or or the weekend or whatever. But I did. I didn't like this Friday startup. I really didn't like that. And then and then games on Monday. Kind of so threw you, it. It kind of threw my mojo off with 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 watching know, basketball at work Thursday and Friday. Well, that's what I was gonna say. You work from yeah. home, so yeah. you know you're able to watch those games. I can't. So when I can get done on a Saturday, Sunday, it's kind of cool. But then you know, obviously Monday yeah. would kind of defeat that. But for for me, I happen to be off. I'm usually off the Thursday, Friday. Or I try to take take off work somehow, some way, so I can get some more yeah. games in. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it just worked with me this year with with my time off and everything. So a lot of options. Uh, yeah. There was, there wasn't buzzer beaters. That's the thing. That's what that's I, thing. that's what killed it for me. Like there was the yeah. one buzzer beater in the beginning, which took one of the games to overtime, like literally like the first day. And other yeah. than that, there, there really was nothing. And I feel like we usually always yeah. had the buzzer beaters. Blow- um, yeah, blowouts, a lot of blowouts, galore. a lot of blowouts, upsets galore, but see yeah. the blowouts are good for the books. Well, bad for the books. Good for, Good for the people betting the books. <laughs> well, if you're betting on the right side of the blowout, uh, that's true. Well, the, the the tournament was somewhat fortunate. Um, nothing crazy, but somewhat fortunate. <laughs> I'm currently in first place in my bracket though right now, in one of my four brackets that I did. But I just uh, uh, who you got winning that one? Baylor. Okay, that's what I have. I I just wanted yeah. doing one this year. Usually I do a couple. Yeah, but I, I just did one, and I'm I'm in. I knew third everyone was right going to go Gonzaga. That's why I was like, I'm yep. pick. Let me pick the number two team, and surprisingly, a lot more team player people picked 
other teams besides Baylor and Gonzaga. I thought there would be a bunch of Gonzagas, a handful of All Baylors, right. and then you know a handful of uh, other teams. But Florida State, um, Oklahoma State University was picked. Who else was there? There's, I mean, our buddy Alex. He picked. Uh, who did he pick? <laughs> oh, Creighton, maybe no. Or, no, maybe he picked. Or, uh, I don't even know. He picked. Uh, All Christian, He picked Christian. Uh, Oh yeah, Texas. Well, Texas Christian. Christian, yeah. <laughs> he, yeah he, he looked he looked smart for a couple of rounds, I'll tell you that. Yeah, he did. He was slamming the table for Evelyn Christian and Oral Roberts, you know. Good yeah. for him. But Oral I think Roberts, now he's in last place. He, yeah, he had he, he had them too. <laughs> I, I I made some good money on Oral Roberts, actually, not gonna lie. Hey, uh, I'm sure a lot of people can at times. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> episode 34. We're here already uh, getting ready for the next season. We got free agency recap we're coming up with right now. Uh, make sure you guys are following us on Twitter at Dynasty Mafia underscore FF. You can find me and Antonio Denisi FF, Eric at Biggie underscore FF, and Keenan at Keenan underscore 716. Uh, make sure you're checking out the website, DynastyMafiaPodcast.network. All right, boys, let's get into some news. So for the first time since 1978, the NFL is doing a schedule change uh, they haven't officially announced it yet, but ESPN released it. Bleacher Report had articles that they are confirming to be switching to 17 games for 2021. How are you feeling about that? I know Elvin Kamara was not the happiest of campers. I wouldn't be happy. If you're a player, they just cut your salary this past year because of COVID, and now they expect you to play an, an, another game to make up for that. Are, you, are the players going to get extra bonuses on the side? I was actually gonna wonder the same thing if that's gonna be a big, a big thing with them. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I know a lot of the players don't like it. I don't, I don't. Know. But for fantasy, I guess you know it's an extra week for us. Well, that's what I was gonna mention. Now that now that you brought up fantasy, now you better Are not we, have a week eighteen championship. Yeah, well, don't have a week eighteen championship. But <laughs> can you do two week uh, games? Don't even think about can it. You what? No, two week even. games. Two week like head to head games. Yeah, for oh, no, no. Uh, be, now you have that. Never, ex- yeah, no, I was never. Yeah, seventeen now. Hey, I was never a fan of that. I, I know I started yeah, but, with ESPN when I did fantasy, yeah. and they defaulted to two weeks, and I left ESPN after my first year. I'm no, like, I'm I think it'll be. Back. I think it'll be. It'll be the same. We just bump it a week. It, it'll be no different. My Dude, only I issue. Think, I think we'll bump the regular season a week. With what the fancy? Yeah, for or fans. just or just or you just had more playoff teams. You can yeah, do it's that for larger leagues. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's going to be awkward. I mean, I'll be honest. For the easy math of my sixteen game schedule, I, I got to rework all the stats now and work on my divisions of seventeen. Uh, that's going to be the biggest adjustment I think for me. But I'm I'm excited for more football. That's for sure. I'm excited for more football. So that's the biggest proponent I think are we're going to go. Are they taking a preseason game away? I think they originally talked about going to two. Yeah, I, I think they're going down to two. Yeah, I haven't looked at it since they discussed that months ago. Um, we'll have to get back into it, but I believe they're going to switch to the two preseason then. So, I mean, players were already going off a short and off season. You saw how well it translated this year. I, I don't think we really saw too much except for maybe some of the rookies getting affected or players that were adjusting over to new teams, but I think we're going to be just fine. I don't think the 17th game is really going really gonna to hurt too much. I honestly don't. I mean, if anything, it shows – that they don't need as much time and training camp and OTA, OTAs. It's like the work from home for most of us. 
you know, why go back to the office when you I've proved for last year that I could work from home and 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 deliver the you know and they did they, they most they did most of their training camps at home and and OTAs virtual OTAs or whatever. I think that the wear and tear on the bodies would would help that as well. That's true. They got rid of a lot of the physical contact, and again, it seemed to work. But yeah, you're right. A lot of veterans already do practice on their own for how long, right? Especially when they have to go to OTAs that are considered optional. But um, I think that that's something that you're right. That we're going to see moving on and moving forward. Uh, Eric, what are your thoughts on that, real quick? Yeah, um, I don't. I, I like it. I mean, I think as long as they have something. Like, uh, like I know this past year, like Keenan said, they proved um, that they that they didn't. But I don't think all of them proved. It. I still think a lot of them definitely struggled. Um, like you saw, in my opinion, the running back struggled without a without a preseason. Um, but I, I think they're still gonna have two games. They'll still have the regular preseason before that. It, I think. I mean, I would assume so. Um, so I think it'll be all right. It might not be as long. It's, you know, you might be instead of mid July, they might come to mid August. Yeah, two weeks of training camp, two games, and start the season off. Yeah, it's gonna yeah. be a lot of adjustments. It's gonna be uh, interesting to see when they officially do announce it. Uh, a couple more things: the DUI charges against Melvin Gordon were officially dropped. Uh, Must be now nice. That Phil, <laughs> now that Phil <laughs> Lindsay, uh, he's gone. He's heading over to Houston. Uh, Melvin Gordon kind of giving the reins. Uh, just a quick hit on that. Do you think he can be an RB two? Can he produce now without the Lindsay, the Lindsay uh, attachment there? Gordon, or are we, or who? Mel- who'd you yeah, Melvin Gordon. Yeah, for the Broncos this year, even though they're probably going to ride with Drew Locke at least so far. I mean, I, I, I don't see why he couldn't be. Just Eric? because I mean, he's proved he's proved his whole career that he can be. The only problem is he's always had that extra, you know, that running back to kind of take carries away from him that might have helped him as the season moved on but he does have some injuries so i don't know i i think he can as long as he can stay healthy i guess well yeah Eric, speaking of injuries Ooh. speaking of injuries odell beckham yeah. he's on the right track in recovery from his october knee surgery uh do you think that we obviously don't know too much right now with with the Browns are looking forward like they're going to keep OBJ. We saw trade speculations, trade rumors. Tom Brady was talking about wanting OBJ. Uh first question, do you think OBJ is a Brown come 2021 and then second question, can he also hit a wide receiver wide receiver 2 level? Uh yeah. <clears throat> I mean, well, I don't know because I think you know the normal recovery time is nine to twelve months. I believe for his injury, it happened in one again November. Was it, was it? Yeah, week eight, I believe. Yes, right around. Right, okay, right. yeah. So I mean, I mean, once he's back and healthy, I'm sure, yeah, he can he can produce. I think low end wide receiver two numbers, but I mean, if you're talking about you know what is he going to finish at the end of the year, you know, I don't think he. I think he starts the year as a Brown, but I don't think he starts the year healthy. I think he's he's gonna he's gonna miss some time in the beginning of the year, and he's gonna be one of those guys you're gonna wanna if you're a contender, you're gonna wanna probably target him halfway through the year and hope he's healthy and good fully and good to go for the back half of the season. Yeah, only had 23 catches, but he had three touchdowns, so it wasn't a good pace for him as far as catches and targets. But uh, the touchdowns were was a good pace for him only in the seven games. 
uh, especially with Baker. But Baker turned it around the second half. We're going to see what the Browns can do there. Uh, one more note here. Terry McLaurin, you know, my man, I love I love me some McLaurin. No, nah, no, nah, I love him. <laughs> he said he played through two high ankle sprains last season. So we got to see him, what they do. Washington threw just north of 600 yards. So they were one of the higher-throwing teams in the league. And you still saw Terry McLaurin put up 1,000 yards again. So Keenan, Mr. Love of Terry McLaurin, what is Terry McLaurin's ceiling now? We're going to talk about him a little later, but tell me what his ceiling is now that we have Ryan Fitzpatrick there, and we're assuming they're going to be throwing that ball as much as they did in 2020. I hate to roll my eyes, but I was hoping they would get a better quarterback. Um, I love Fitzy. I don't think he's that much of an upgrade from what they had last year with um, Alex Smith. I actually might be a little bit of an upgrade, but not that much. But um, I don't see his ceiling going any any higher than until they get a, an actual good quarterback in there. Wow, I I love I I love I love him. I think he's great. I think he's he's definitely showed, um, he's definitely showed that he can play in the league and he, without any he hasn't had a great quarterback ever in Washington. Um, can you imagine if they had someone? I'm trying to think of like a quarter. I don't know. I don't. I mean, I don't Sam Darnold. Yeah, Sam Darnold. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, why am I echoing? Sorry, guys. But um, yeah, I, I just until they upgrade that quarterback position, I don't see his ceiling going any higher. So where's his ceiling then for you right now? Is it a wide receiver one? Does he hit that top twelve? No, I, I I hate to say it. I hate to say it. No, he doesn't, Anthony. It just I I don't. I don't, you know, Fitzy, he he has those great games, and then he has those games where he doesn't. That the offense can't move the field. We. We've seen it here firsthand in Buffalo, and that's what scares me. They do have a good run game. They got a great defense. Get a quarterback in there, man. That team would be scary. I, I you know, I don't even want Fitzy as their RB one or uh, quarterback one. You know who I want? Who oh, you want your t- t- Taylor Heineke? Heineke, <laughs> get him in there. Get him in there. So McLaurin back to back 900 yards. I did misspeak earlier. He didn't get that that thousand yards. Uh, but what he was able to do was get almost 1,200 yards with the like I said that quarterback play as you just mentioned of how horrible it was. You imagine now that he gets Ryan Fitzpatrick who hyper targets his wide receiver one. We saw Devontae Parker's resurgence in his fifth year with uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. I think that we saw Preston Williams do some good things. I think you're going to come in and you're going to see Terry McLaurin see 120, 130 targets. I think 80 to 90 catches like he did last year is really good, but that yards per catch can go up above that 13. Speaking uh, of Preston Williams, are you done? Are you off the Preston Williams train? You know, it's really good. It's really funny you ask that because I've been trying to. I was trying to buy Preston Williams a bit before the Dolphins made the moves they did, which we're going to talk about in a minute. I'm sure everybody you know heard about their trade, but I really was convinced they were going wide receiver. Not that they can change that now. Number six, they could possibly still get that wide receiver, but. Now that they bring in Will Fuller, they're they're falling in love. Well, not falling. They're they're putting at least everything around Tua, or saying showing that they're building around Tua. I wanted Preston Williams to be that thing, but based on last year's offense, if the volume isn't super high, you've already got Kasicki. Now you're going to have Will Fuller. You're going to have Devontae Parker. You're looking at Preston Williams as probably being the fourth option. Yeah, that's the only thing that worries me. I'm I would love it if they would trade him. Um, you know, I think they can maybe get maybe get some value, maybe get a third or a fourth for him. Um, that could be something worthwhile, especially still on his rookie deal. 
Uh, let's move, though, to that trade. I did just reference. Uh, we didn't get many big trades in free agency. We didn't get anything uh, kind of exciting in free agency, especially with Kenny Galladay being the biggest wide receiver not signing for a little bit. Uh, but we got a fantastic trade. Uh, a couple and Juju not ago. going anywhere. And Juju not going anywhere. You know, we'll hit on that in a little bit. Uh, but this trade, so I got it. I was unfortunately working. I didn't see it for about two hours. So I got to come back to all the commotion. But the Miami Dolphins and the San Francisco 49ers made a trade. The 49ers moved from number 12 up to number 3. And then the Dolphins go to number 12 while also receiving a fourth-round pick and a 2022 first. They then flipped that. or I'm sorry. They received a 2022 first and third as well as a 2023 first. My apologies. So because then the Dolphins flipped that one of those picks to the Eagles who were at number 6. So now the Eagles dropped down to 12. And the Dolphins are hopping up to six. And all of a sudden, you have San Francisco at three, Miami at six, and Philadelphia at 12. When, you know, all three of the three of the teams have quarterbacks right now. So my, my first question to you, who won this trade? Go ahead, Eric. Yeah, um, I don't I think... They all won. They all got what they wanted. I mean, if San Fran really wants a quarterback, which clearly they do, they're going to go and get that quarterback. Miami, they have Tua, so they traded back. They can, you know, do whatever they please. They, you know, maybe draft a wide receiver, maybe go offensive line, um, or maybe even trade back again and do something. Now, and then the Eagles, they have hurts, so they're not trying to get a quarterback, which everyone thought they were. Um, which now it doesn't look like they're they're planning unless they think somebody's going to fall. Um, yeah, but I think they're going to roll with Hurts and possibly uh, draft a wide receiver as well. And um, yeah, I think they all it was, they all won. It was a, it was a good trade all around. I don't know who won, but I know who lost. Philadelphia lost. Philly lost. They moved down to twelve. They they say they're committed to to. Jalen Hurts, but they could have drafted Chase or or Pitts to help Jalen Hurts. Now they move down to twelve. A lot of the top end draft prospects are going to be gone by twelve, where they could have had Chase or or Pitts to help. Especially if they're done with if they're trading Hurts, they could have just replaced it with another great tight end, and then they get a 2022 first round first round pick. Why? Just trap someone at six. That or what, did they have six? Who, what number did they have? Six. Yeah, they had six. They had six. Yeah. They and, they could have had Chase or or Pitts. What? Probably the two best players in talent wise in the draft, offensively. You, you know what I what I think is they traded down because they wanted obviously the value. They wanted to get some more more action, some more picks. But I, I do think that they believe whomever they wanted at six is probably going to be there at twelve. Either that. Or we aren't done seeing some moves here. It just and that it, could be like yeah. I was just about I mean, to say it, it's possible they move up if if somebody falls past six, like to maybe seven, eight, or nine. I could you know we could I, possibly see them moving up a few more spots with some of the ammo that they got. I feel like Jalen Waddle. Unfortunately, you know, for Jalen Waddle, he's going to be a piece that I think they're really into, and that's where I think at six, if they wanted Waddle, you know, you you know, you were getting him at six. So maybe maybe move down a few more spots. Now you know San Francisco's moving up, so you know a quarterback's getting taken. They couldn't get up to number two, so you know a quarterback's going. 
I don't think Atlanta is going wide receiver. Number five is Cincinnati, who's going lineman. So you're looking at worse, the second best wide receiver probably there. I mean, this is without other people trading up, but if they're trading up, it's for a quarterback. Yeah, but here's my thing. They, they've used so many picks on dra- later picks on drafting wide receivers, and they busted. They haven't hit on they haven't hit on any of them. Hope maybe Jalen Rager will hit this year. Um, he battled some injuries last year. Why wouldn't you just grab Chase? He's almost a guarantee to, to be a hit. Hey, I don't disagree with you. That's why, you know, even Chase, maybe, uh, no, Chase is probably, he's going to be one of the top two wide receivers. I know we can agree with that. But maybe they are seeing that as an arsenal to be able to move back up. I do think that would be kind of foolish. But maybe, again, maybe there's something else up their sleeve. Maybe they're going to move down even more. I mean, maybe there is another talent that they're seeing or they're not liking. We don't know truly what some of these GMs. We can sit here and say all day, Trevor Lawrence is number one. We can assume that Jacksonville doesn't necessarily have to go that route. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that goes with every other team with all of their other players. We don't know what their scouts are seeing. We we know what we're seeing. Yeah. Uh, but that's where I can go differently. And and a perfect example, you know, with the Dolphins, they're moving. They moved all around. You know, obviously, it was a matter of half an hour. So they we knew that they these conversations were being had. Of course, for the last few weeks, probably who knows. Uh, but with with the Dolphins going backwards then forwards again. Panay Sewell, great lineman, is is almost guaranteed to be there. Like you said, a top wide receiver, top tight end, Kyle Pitts. What's what are the Dolphins thinking, Eric? What's going through your mind right now if you're the GM of the Dolphins? Yeah, uh, in my idea, obviously they're they're sticking with with Tua, you know, trading down. Um, and my, I would only assume, you know, they got. So I don't. I really thought they were going to think about going wide receiver, but I don't know. I mean, you got Parker, Gesicki, um, uh, Fuller. You know, you know, like you said, depending on what happens with Williams, he, you know, they might they might stick with that, draft a running back later, and maybe in the round two or you know, uh, trade back a little. But um, if it's not a wide receiver, I would I would probably guess. If they're drafting there, I would say uh, offensive line. If 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 Sewell's not gone, not gone by them, I think they I think they take Pitts or Pitts. Um, that's my guess. What about Cincinnati though? They could take Pitts at five. That would be interesting. I uh, it would it would be smart. You'd be smart. It, yeah, the Pitts. They need offensive line insane. though. That's the, that's the only thing is if Cincinnati takes Sewell at, Sewell at five, then um, then I don't, could then. You know who knows what they do. Also, but, with, uh, with Philly, yeah. uh, sorry, Eric, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you, you can go. You're good. Um, with Philly trading down, do you think it was a little too early to trade down? Timing wise, the draft is a month away, and you know that's the only that thing. As, as where you I get think- closer to the draft, you you would expect someone you'd get more value than pick than the number twelve, the number one twenty three in a first round next year. That's the only thing where Antonio, I think he might be right, where we might not be done seeing what seeing moves here by them because maybe they were okay with it because they only had to drop to twelve and it wasn't farther down. That's a far drop. Well, it is, but according there's to, a lot of talent know, though. Trade far charts, drop. That's a far drop. According to trade charts that are out there, apparently it was an overpayment uh, going from from twelve to six. But what what was interesting was when Rappaport tweeted out. 
that apparently the Eagles were looking to move up to three to get Zach Wilson. Yeah, right? that was that was interesting. And then, he, and then he had to clarify that because it, you know, the Eagles apparently didn't want that to get leaked. But listen, like, hear me out, right? If they're saying that they were going to go up to three, but apparently the Dolphins' intel was like Zach Wilson's not going to be there at three. Sorry. So, Jets are either trading or they're going Zach Wilson, right? But don't you think San Francisco would have talked to the Jets first, right? Where, where Salah's old stomping grounds were over in San Francisco. And, hey, buddy, let's kick the tires. What are you doing it to? Are you keeping Darnold? Can you help me out here? And all of a sudden they go up to three. I, I just found that really interesting that San Francisco makes the move to three. Miami's involved. Then all of a sudden the Eagles were trying to make a move to. You think uh, – I think the Jets are going Wilson. I really do. Or I think Darnold's been traded. Or do we? Or is Salah keeping Darnold? And the 49ers know who the Jets are taking, so they only went up to three because they know Wilson will drop to them. I, you know, that's another point too. I just, I, and of course, you know, you're never going to play. You're never going to show your cards, right? Especially yeah. this far from the draft, because it's only going to go up more as as the hype grows. And one more thing, this trade happened during. During Zach Wilson's uh, program. Yeah, did you see that throw? Like, well, I, I mean, I, I saw it after, right? Yeah, but <laughs> I just, wasn't that so weird that that happened during his yeah. pro day? Like, do you think that's what they're, like, all right, guys, we love him, we love him, we love him. All right, yeah. this is solidifying. Um, Side that note. That was also pretty interesting. Side note, I think Zach Wilson's going to be better than Trevor Lawrence. Oof, I like the hot take, man. I like the hot yeah. take. You know I me, I, I'm a... I'm a big Zach Wilson fan. Getting that BYU jersey in the mail. Got in the, I think they shipped it, actually. <laughs> uh, let's focus on San Fran for a second. So they're making a move. They're obviously making a move for a quarterback. So they, they have to probably like – you'd have to assume they like the top three, right? If they're assuming Wilson's gone at two, even if he's not, you'd think they have to like a third quarterback. If you had to guess, who do you think that is? Do you think that's Trey Lance? Do you think that's Justin Fields? Do you think it's Mac Jones? You said he gets other. I think it's Lance. I, I think it'd be. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Fields. I think Fields would be. It, I, I think Fields is going to drop, and people are going to be surprised. Yeah, I think. I think he is too. I think he's going to go to Carolina, but I think if Fields ends up in a, in a at San Francisco, his value, his fantasy value is going to skyrocket because I know I would love to see him in a Shanahan um, offense. Um. So, but, but I think it's what about, what about this with all the chatter? Going around the leagues and the the GMs and coaches talking to each other. What do the Eagles think that uh, Fields is going to fall to twelve? And maybe that's why they were okay dropping there. I don't think he's going to go past Carolina, honestly. Yeah, I, well, and I don't, and I think Carolina is going to do whatever they need to to figure yeah, out their true. quarterback situation. Like whether it's draft or trading. Like I know I said Darnold to Washington. Uh, this was obviously prior to Fitz, but I think Darnold could get traded to Carolina if if they really see fit. Like if they can. Get eight in a package somewhere for Darnold. I could see the Jets definitely doing that, especially with having Fields at two. They already got a wide receiver in Corey Davis, a wide receiver, not the wide receiver. Let me I really, I, myself. I really hope Zach Wilson isn't. I wouldn't be surprised if the Jets take Sewell at uh, two. To be honest, man, I've seen a few mocks to, of them taking him there I mean, too. I've seen their shots of Kyle Pitts again. Mocks are mocks, right? But I know, yeah, they're just mine. a lot of people. A lot of people really love Kyle Pitts, man. Yeah, it's he's gonna be a specimen. Uh, yeah, me, speaking of, just... I did. I speaking of Kyle Pitts, I told my our buddy Wayne this past week that um, depending where he lands, he might be one pick one one for me. This coming up draft, depending where he lands, 
There, there is a lot of speculation he can go top five, and if he goes top five, there's there's a good reason to have him one one because whoever's picking a tight end like that, you're no. going to use him. What if? Um, what if? What if the don't the even. report about Jimmy G is true, and then the 49ers grab Pitts, don't even. and you got Kittle and Pitts light it up. I, I was going to say to you next, Garoppolo's going to New England, isn't he? <laughs> He's going to wind up a Patriot. But, I mean, that uh, that would be that would Shanahan be a likes his two tight ends, but I, I really think Mac Jones. Well, do we? I, I sorry, do do we think that they're going to have whoever they draft sit behind Garoppolo for a year? No, Garoppolo's gone. They so Garoppolo has a no trade clause, and they can't really do much to him, I believe, with his contract until twenty twenty one. Or no, I'm sorry, his no trade clause is up after the twenty twenty one season. So if you draft a, if you draft a rookie quarterback and then you play Garoppolo or sick Garoppolo, you're basically paying a starting quarterback anyway, whom you're investing in. Uh, but I think it could even be Mac Jones if if you know uh, they wind up taking Wilson at two the Jets because Mac Jones comps to Kirk Cousins. I just don't know why Shanahan. Just I just don't know there. why New England would trade for Jimmy G. They just because signed Cam. What, I mean, that's what's what they the point? Do. They signed what's Cam the for five million dollars. It doesn't that matter is, if it was a million or or two dollars. You still matters. you still committed to Cam. That's like a slap in the face to Cam. Then I don't think they committed. Look how long it took Cam to sign again. I mean, I agree. It's I, not, yeah, it's not a commitment. It's a one-year deal for Cam. I mean, I mean and, and Belichick Cam, has a history with Garoppolo. But so. if Cam is signing there, he no is system. signing because he thinks he's the starter there, I mean, at least for was, one more year. Yeah. Brian Hoyer I, I agree with like, you. I, I agree with you that it's going to cause turmoil in that organization. I agree with you there because Cam's going to cause a big fit and, you know, do his thing. But, you know, so I guess I agree with you there. But, you know, I, I definitely understand why uh, the Patriots would do it. Let's remember, though, it's March 28th. He may not even be on the roster come September. They, they are not invested anything into Cam Newton right now. And I think that that's a, that's a, that's a big telling sign that there could be some more to come. Uh, I don't think that Bill Belichick's going to go another year with throwing the ball less than 450 times. Uh, so you don't think Garoppolo's going to New England. All right. Uh, one more last question, and we'll wrap up the trade talk. Were any of these moves, specifically I'm talking to the Dolphins, were any of these moves more firepower to get to Sean Watson? You already know my take on that. No. The Dolphins got an extra first they got, making these they, moves. They got six firsts in the next three years, but I don't think I think Watson still stays. I really do. I think number pick three is more valued than than pick twelve or or six, wherever they wherever they're drafting. It is because six. unless unless the Texans didn't think highly of Tua, I don't see them wanting to pick at six with with. With all the with the top three prospect quarterback prospects probably gone by, the, by the, pick. This is the problem I have with Watson getting traded this offseason is if he's being traded, it's for a top pick, so somebody can draft a quarterback this year. I mean, unless somebody trades him a quarterback, you know, like Sam Darnold, for example, or somebody. But but nobody is gonna trade for him until this this side stuff is over with, in my opinion. I mean, maybe they will. But are you really going to trade for somebody who's has 20 something sexual assault charges or whatever it is against him and have all your fans 
you know, come at you with back backlash the day after. A lot of you might love you, but then a lot might hate you. I think you're not. I don't think a franchise is going to invest assets into a player that has this type of um, this type of situation going on. I uh, yeah. it's not. It's not. It's not one. It's twenty two of them. And but I, there's there's reports that a lot of them are fake. You, you still know who to believe until the legal. Yeah, I'm not saying. That, yeah, that's one. Of, yeah. I'm not saying he's he's um, uh, guilty or anything. I'm just saying. I don't think it'll a trade will happen until it's all resolved, so which is not till next year or two years yeah. from now. So, well, so the only thing is actually because it's a civil lawsuit, and again, I'm not any a lawyer or anything, but I I've listened to, to CBS Sports podcast. Well, Brinson used to be a paralegal, but he was describing this as it's a civil lawsuit, so there's not going to be any guilty or not guilty going on. It's just going to be assumptions have paid out. It's going to be just uh, what what evidence is brought to the table, right? But the big thing about a civil lawsuit is once a civil lawsuit is brought to the table. You have 30 days to respond. Once that happens, you can have and request another 30 days for any type of response to happen. So there's potentially 60 days right now from when that first uh, allegation took place, when the lawsuit was filed, that they have to have any type of response from this. And that's post-draft now. You're talking after the NFL draft is 60 days before we possibly even know anything on Deshaun Yeah, it's going to be tough. So if you're making a trade for him in Dynasty – you have to be trading for him with the implications that something's going to happen, that 2021 might not happen for Deshaun Watson, whether he's on Houston and not playing, whether he's on Houston and hates it, or whether he is in you know in trouble from all of this information going on, which we won't know, for, like I said, for at least another uh, 40 days. So with that being said, we can wrap up the conversation of Watson. I have to um, say that was the first time I ever agreed with you for a whole <laughs> five-minute conversation that you, we just had <laughs> i appreciate that i'm always disagreeing with it about something yeah and, and again it's 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 unfortunately now it's in the legality hands uh, when it comes to all of this and that's so, that's where i think houston even obviously houston knows this the uh, you know so that's so how, you're that's on the side of that watson's not getting traded no, I still think Watson's getting traded. Wow, you just said I, all that, and now you're now you're. No, still- he's 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 agreeing with me to where it won't be until after all this. Is I resolved. I just I haven't right. I, I until he clears that. his name. Well, I, I'm just saying I still think the teams. I don't think a team really cares. Uh, you know, as much as like I said, we don't need to dive. Oh, so not, I guess I don't right. think an NFL team cares. Every every it just takes one team who has the firepower to want Deshaun Watson, and they're going to say I don't care if he's out for for you know four games potentially or 2021. Or I don't care about what's going on. Like there is a team I could see making that move and giving up what they have to give up. Deshaun Watson's yeah. what twenty six. Yeah, He's but what, got one that last. Contract. Yeah, I'll say one last thing and we can wrap it up. But I want to because because you said, do you think they're getting more firepower for him? And now they have six first round picks. I don't Miami, think with yeah yeah Miami. I don't think with what's going on. I don't think they needed to get more firepower if they are trading him, trading for him right now. Yeah. I don't think this lowers his value. I really don't. I, I uh, if somebody's I, I trading wanna, for him right now, it definitely does. I want to say I want to say something before we move on from this. If Deshaun Watson's getting traded, I think it's before the NFL draft. I don't see a team trading Deshaun Watson to a team for future first, future whatever, and then and having Deshaun Watson play for them. And those picks are almost worthless if Deshaun Watson performs for them. But where, yeah. where, because they'll make the team better. You'd rather get the picks to this year for this year. At least you know where you're drafting. Hey, I mean, they signed they signed uh, Tyrod Taylor and they signed their new starter Ryan Finley 
I saw that. They, They're making moves, man. Yeah. They're making moves. All right, let's uh speaking of making moves, let's dive into let's dive into the free agency talk right now, guys. All right, so uh the franchise tag I just want to talk about real quick. Chris Godwin, we know he was tagged. So let's dive into the implications with him. He's hoping for a long-term deal with Tampa Bay. Uh he signed his tag, I believe on March 18th, a few days after he was. Antonio Brown still isn't signed yet. He's sitting out there. My first question is Antonio Brown's only landing spot, do you think, with the Bucks? And the follow up question is what's Chris Godwin's value with and without Antonio Brown, Keenan? I thought that um, AB had a good chance to land in Baltimore until the Sammy Watkins trade. Right? That's why I forgot who, or the Sammy Watkins signing. I forgot who, who signed in Baltimore. I thought they that was a good good chance for two, two parties where it looks like Baltimore's having an issue of signing um, top wide receivers to play with Lamar because they don't, they run the ball and not, they don't pass, pass enough. Um, now with Sammy signing there, I don't see them signing um, Brown. I think, I think he stays in Tampa. I think Tampa's going to clear some cap space or, or, or they're going to wait till AB lowers his, his value, his uh, asking price. So if AB does sign, where do you have Chris Godwin? This year? He's franchise tag. I see him in Tampa. No, I'm like, where do you have him value wise? Would you rather have Chris um, Godwin or would you rather have, you know, Kenny Galladay now? Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay. With A B? With either. Either. Without A, with, Kenny Galladay? Yeah. I just think I think Kenny Galladay, if he stays healthy, he's a he's a top ten wide receiver in the league. Oh, all right. I'm excited yeah. to talk to you then about and, Kenny Galladay. And we we saw what wide receivers with Diggs and Hopkins signing last year or getting traded to new teams. And we saw what they can do with, with a young quarterback. So I think, I think we're about to see a young, another young quarterback take the next step and, and with the help of his top wide receiver now. That's fair. That makes sense. That's fair. It does make sense. So Eric, you, you were pretty big into Mike Evans. Uh, were you upset that Chris Godwin was tagged? Due to Mike Evans? Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I was a little bit upset, but um, I actually – I don't know if AB resigns. Um, sure, they can clear some cap space, but, you know, I actually – I think they're going to, you know, hope Tyler Johnson steps up. They got uh, Scotty – do they have Scotty Miller still, I believe? Do. Or no, they don't have Scotty Miller, no? but they have uh, Tyler Johnson. Yeah, they definitely have to, yeah, Tyler Johnson. Um, but but yeah, I mean, I think he's going to step up. He showed, he showed he had potential uh, last season. So, um, why spend eight? Sorry, I don't know how much maybe would end up costing. Maybe seven eight million. Why spend seven eight million on him when you can have Tyler Johnson running out there and doing just a, exactly what he can? Um, I mean, maybe not on the same type of level, but you know, he he definitely showed promise. So. So yeah, but I, I just think Mike Evans is going to be more more of what it was last year. He's still going to be the end zone guy for guy for Brady. Uh, I, I think out of all the wide receivers, they have the most chemistry. Uh, Brady and Evans. Um, but yeah, I mean, it definitely would have been nice if if he didn't uh, stay there. Godwin, that is. Yeah, my hope was that AB was gonna they were gonna keep him. Let Godwin. Well, I thought Godwin was walking. Uh, and then Evans yeah. would really have that hyper target, uh, especially in the red zone. They bring Gronk, like let Howard do his thing. 
Yeah. So with with uh, with Godwin coming back, I think it's going to be like they're, they're like they said they're running it back. So that that's what Tampa Bay is going to do. Um, I think it brings a lot of uh, familiarity to everybody around there that you know what they're going to do this season. So I think you're going to see a almost mimicked year for fantasy for Evans and for Antonio Brown. You know, I said last year I thought Evans would have 15 touchdowns. Got a little bit close to that. I don't think he's going to get that high again. But double-digit touchdowns for Mike Evans is a given. Chris Godwin, I think he's going to have a really good shot at, at 90 catches and, and over almost 1,200 yards this year. Um, so I think Godwin has a good shot to get to that borderline wide receiver one. Uh, another borderline wide receiver one. We're going to stay move healthy. Down. If he can stay healthy, yeah. Allen Robinson. Uh, Allen Robinson tagged by Chicago. He originally said he wasn't going to sign it for a while. And I think after seeing how free agency went and he realized, wow, these guys aren't getting that money. You know, Kenny Galladay wasn't signing. People aren't thinking he's a wide receiver one. I'm just going to sign my tag, get my $18 million. We're going to see what happens in 2022. So my question for you, though, if Allen Robinson isn't in Chicago, is the grass really greener for him somewhere else? It always is when eight, when uh, you have a better quarterback. Yeah, I was going to say now it 100% is. So the reason I ask this question is it can be a better quarterback all they want. Is the opportunity going to be the same? So the last two years, 2019-2020, Allen Robinson is second in targets with 305, only behind DeAndre Hopkins, and he is third in catches with 200, only behind Keenan Allen and DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, but it all comes down to wins. If you're if you're wide, if you're an NFL player at the end of the day, like those those are real nice numbers and everything, but you want to win games too. You don't want to win four or five, six games every year. But we're playing. So yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, for as fancy, yes, you 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 said is. Is a is a grass greener for him on the other side? That's where so I, that's where I'm saying I don't think it is for Allen Robinson. I think well, this yeah, is the best if he's going to get. Yeah, you we want I mean? you want him to stay there as a fantasy owner. Yeah, yeah, because they, they're chasing and he's yeah. getting 160 targets. Yeah, I just different. don't know. Like Keenan Allen gets a lot of those targets. Devontae Adams gets a lot of targets. Michael Thomas. So if you're telling me that Allen Robinson is going to go to another team where he'll be top five in targets, though, even top ten. You know what? You could talk to me about Allen Robinson. I could have that. But that's I don't. I don't fear. think he's going to be top five in targets. I don't. I don't think so. I, mean, I don't know what. Year? No, I don't. He, I don't know. I don't know what the Bears are doing. They're they're going to be bad. They're going to be so bad. It's going to be a mix of them. One week it's going to be Andy Dalton. The next week it's going to be Nick Foles. They're not going to know who the starter is. Sounds like last. Year. Yeah, but but last year, yeah, I think they should have just kept Trubisky. I don't. Yeah. Trubisky signed for two and a half million. Yeah, they signed was, for ten million. They needed the fifth year option. That was the issue. They couldn't they, sign they, him. They had, to do it, they had to do it last year, and they denied his fifth year option. But I'm saying, couldn't they have signed him to a new contract? Uh, yeah, but he would have wanted probably too much, I believe. But the issue was he had 150 million. plus targets the last two years. You know, so that's why I'm saying like it's almost ten a game, and uh, that was. I just wanted to pick your brain with that. You know, I don't think it'd be greener for him, but hopefully. Hopefully he can get the wide receiver one numbers. All right. Quarterbacks. Not too much to talk about here with quarterbacks. Dak Prescott, we knew that signing was coming. We talked a while about him going to be with the Cowboys. We don't need to hit too much on that, except he got $95 million guaranteed with his four-year $160 million contract. Uh, yeah, that's, that's all we really My need to talk about. Man got paid. Like I said, 
Yeah, we knew he was getting paid. We, we've talked prior about uh, the impact we saw what they did at the beginning of last season. Uh, it's going to go well for them. They need to do that. Now, Fitzpatrick, Keenan and I, we were kind of talking earlier. Eric, do you have any two cents? Fitzpatrick going to the Washington Redskins for one year, $10 million. Uh, what, is your, what is your idea, ideal situation now with Terry McLaurin, with Curtis Samuel coming over there? Curtis Samuel getting some big money, by the way, almost uh, $13 million a year. So what's Terry McLaurin going to look like this year? Is there another 100? Is he going to get 160 targets? Can he get 10 targets a game with Ryan Fitzpatrick? Yeah, honestly, I definitely think he, he potentially can. Uh, I think he 100, as long as Fitzpatrick is the quarterback for all 16 games, I definitely believe Terry McLaurin will be a wide receiver one this year. Um, I mean, that this offense is, is just going to be completely different than what it was with Alex Smith. Um, what Fitzpatrick can do compared to what, I mean, obviously what Smith was before this injury he had, you know, compared to what, you know, Ryan Fastbit. Ryan Fitzpatrick, sorry, two different things, but right now, currently in their careers, it's just going to be completely different. There's not going to be ten to fifteen dump offs to JD McKissick. You know the uh, you know, however many of those targets are going to be going to the wide receivers instead. So, um, I definitely think it's going to be a much better year for for McLaurin this year. Yeah, I, you know, yeah. I don't know. You're talking I'm, about quarterback play. We just talked about Allen yeah. Robinson and McLaurin got he averaged almost 16 yards per catch his rookie year, and that was with an even worse quarterback than he had. I just last year and last year, thought, dude. Fit, Fitzpatrick's going to come out with fire, especially yeah, after being wow. benched for Tua and how upset he was about that and how bad he's, he wants to win and seeing how far this team went with with Alex Smith. I just I don't know. I, I think they're going to have a good year. I don't think they're going to be a, a Super Bowl contender or anything like that, but I think they're going to make the playoffs. And He's going to get benched anyways. He's, he should be used to it by now. He gets benched every year. I don't know why. Might, he was, yeah, I, guess I don't, know, I don't happened, know why he was so upset. Like It hasn't happened in the first 15 years of his career. Um, I just – I guess you guys are giving him – giving Fitzy way too much credit than I, than I am. I could, I could, I could definitely see, I could definitely see it happening where McLaurin has a better year than he has the last two years. I guess it's not necessarily credit; it's just the difference between. I he's not afraid to sling the ball, whereas Alex Smith was just dumping it off to J.D. McKissick. Like I said, ten to fifteen times Gibson. a game. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like he Fitzy's not afraid to sling the ball, and he he's gonna all that network to his wide receivers. If if you guys are saying that McLaurin's going to get all these, you know, yards, there goes Gibson's value. Oh, that's exactly what I was going to ask you because I think Gibson took a big hit. I mean, that's 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 a red flag if if you guys think that. I, and, I don't and, think so. I don't Antonio, think so. I don't think Antonio Gibson should trade Gibson to me for for cheap now. I don't <laughs> think he. I don't think he took a big hit because I think there was how many. I I don't have the number. Does anybody, Keenan, look it up quick? What the number is? How many targets McKissick got? McKissick got a lot. We we talked about this in the past I'll where he almost almost doubled. From what Gibson had, but 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 the, so the, so I don't think it affects Gibson. 110. That there's not going to be 110 dump offs to the running back this year. Well, then and, you just proved our point. No, but uh, I mean, I was talking about McKissick. That was 100. That was targets for McKissick. Yeah, yeah. But Gibson wasn't getting. It. Gibson can be just fine. 110 targets. That get that Gibson wasn't getting anyways, and he was just fine. Well, how many the targets did Gibson going to be better, Anthony? Sorry, what did you say? How many targets did Gibson have or, or receptions? 
he had 44 targets, uh, but he had 170 tu- uh, 170 carries. So he had 214 touches, Eric. So yeah, it's but just, I'm saying, just... for example, give if you give an extra, I'm, I'm assuming there's going to be more passing, so you're going to have even more targets. Um, I think I'm, what sorry. I'm, I think what Is the that... problem is going to be is Alex Smith is going to run. Uh, Alex Smith ran a, sorry, Alex Smith ran a slower paced offense. They ran, they ran the ball, yeah. they had the defense, right? And they still threw the ball over 600 times. So that's why I think Fitzpatrick's going to come in. They're going to sling the ball. They're going to have a faster offense, and they're going to let their defense do work. Now the hope is you're going to need Washington to be winning the game to have Gibson getting the ball. 214 touches is great. I love the talent of Gibson. I just don't know now if he can see 50 catches. I was excited for that coming into this, but I don't think he can get 50 catches now. And that's where you're going to rely on him to hopefully get at least 200 to 225 carries to say Antonio Gibson's an RB1. And the thing for he, me is I think – value is being going is going right now. That's my issue. I think the touchdowns is what's, good, is what's going to get him there. He's um, very good at that. Yeah. <laughs> with a better offense, like I said, with 50 coming in, that's why I don't, I don't think his value is her. I think he's going to be probably similar in the passing game, probably get similar numbers in the passing game. Um, he's going to be better on the ground this year, like just cause with the offense being better, and then he's going to get those touchdowns. So I, I don't, I'm a fan of him. I don't think his uh, value lowered really at all. All right, fair. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, all right, so we talked about Andy Dalton in Chicago. We talked about Cam Newton. Uh, Jameis Winston, guys, uh, New England – or sorry, New Orleans seems to potentially have made their decision uh, as who could be starting. At least we hope it's not still going to be Taysom Hill. For a long time. Especially guy. after Taysom Hill's amazingly four-year extension for 140 million. Uh, but about yeah, what uh, what was that all? About? <laughs> uh, it's all just numbers, fake yeah. numbers for later. You gotta love it. So Jameis Winston, uh, do you love this for Michael Thomas? Is this the best case scenario you could hope for? I mean, if it wasn't, if Wilson wasn't getting traded, yeah. <laughs> but it, he needs to be the starter there, and I think I think you guys saw the video where Drew Brees after his final game, told uh, Winston in silence, this is your team now. So I think this was I think they, this was already planned where Winston was going to be the quarterback for the Saints. And for Michael Thomas' sake, actually, no, because Michael Thomas played pretty well with Hill. Hill just kept targeting him. Yeah, but he didn't do I mean, he, he played didn't have... pretty. Yeah, he played pretty good. I think it's definitely best-case scenario for Michael Thomas to have Jameis Winston in there. Absolutely. But, but, but I, what I worry about is – if Jameis Winston's turning the ball over too much, are they just going to end up rolling out with Hill? Like if it's eight games in and Winston already has 15 interceptions. Yeah. I mean, you might as well just just keep rolling with Winston at that point. See, the thing is people got to remember, man, Bruce Arians, that's what he does. He, He has people throw interceptions. Like Brady is obviously the exception, but Bruce Arians causes, it's the high rate. It's the, the air attack offense. Like that's what they do. So, uh, so Jameis is a good thing for MT. All right, good news. Uh, Trubisky, you mentioned Eric. He signed as a backup with the Bills. It was a great signing. Uh, you know, get someone who is I love you know, basically what Josh Allen is, and he got him for two and a half million. Uh, that wraps up our quarterbacks. Uh, let's talk about the running backs. Guys. You don't want to talk about Ryan Finley? Oh, we talked about him. He's great. He's the next starter for Houston. Uh, Aaron Jones got. Uh, re-signed by Green Bay, which, you know, my heart of hearts was hoping that the Bills would uh, get him, which, you know, pipe dreams, of course. But uh, four-year, 48 million, 13 guaranteed. Now, 
the only thing I want to say with Aaron Jones for Dynasty, this kind of secures him now for the next few years. And in my opinion, it's probably the best case scenario for Aaron Jones. So, Eric, why don't you tell me a minute uh, how Aaron Jones is impacted in your mind? And is he still going to be the same Aaron Jones that we've been seeing now? Is everything just status quo as it was? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm actually hoping it's going to be a little bit better. It seemed like last year, honestly, it seemed like last year some games they just didn't play him to lower his price. Like, it just felt like some of the games, I don't know what it was. Obviously, he had that one game with his sunglasses and they pulled him or whatever. And Twice. Yeah, yeah, it was just, it was weird. So I'm hoping he actually gets even more touches and they get him more involved since they just paid him. It it only makes more sense. I know they still have, um, um, oh, wow, I can't think of his name. AJ Dillon. Dylan, yeah, thank you, <laughs> AJ Dillon. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm not worried about my uh, AJ Aaron Jones shares at all now. Are you worried about your AJ Dillon shares? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> you know, and I don't it's know. Interesting. It's just crazy. They spent a second round. I. That's what. That's what I don't know. That's what confuses me. Is because like. Why are you confused? They spent a first so they could fire up their quarterback by getting a quarterback, and then they get a second. With a running back in the second, so they yeah. they can pay their starting running back even more money next year. They had to fire up Aaron. Perfect plan. But I'm I'm confused and like I don't know, <laughs> I don't know if Aaron Jones is going to get more work or if they tried to do some kind of. No, it was absolutely foolish. Split. They they should have let him go. And you know, I was looking at his contract earlier. He's got a seven point four million uh, bonus due on the third day of twenty twenty three of the late new new league year. So they can save $6.5 million by cutting him that time. So I'm very confident Aaron Jones is only a Packer for a maximum of two years, if not only one year, and they move him. Uh, but I, I think I think your A.J. Dillon shares, you can get rid of him now if you like, and then go back next year and try to buy him back, uh, maybe. But, all right, that's Aaron Jones. Chris Carson, another player ending back where his uh, original team was. Nothing that we expected. Again, Free agency was not that great this year, guys. Not not too much craziness going on. Uh, but he got a two-year, what wound up being a two-year $10 million, just over $10 million. Uh, the third year is voidable. Uh, but what do you, again, is this is this a best-case scenario for that player? Is that why all these players are doing it? That's, that yeah, that's, def- that's definitely best-case scenario yeah. for Chris Garrison. Um, you know, obviously I mean, the Seahawks I mean, love to run the ball, so. If you think about the team, the final four teams in the playoffs were the Bills. They had no cap room to sign a running back. Tampa Bay, they have uh, Fournette now that he resigned, and they have Ronald Jones. Green Bay, they resigned Aaron Jones, and they and who was the other? Kansas City? They have they spent the first round pick on on uh, on a running back last year. I don't think there was really a market for running backs for teams that were had a chance to win a Super Bowl. So I think that's where – I think maybe Carson wanted to go somewhere to win. And and Aaron Jones, I'm going to win in Green Bay. Yeah, and, I thought maybe Atlanta would have been enticing for well, him. Well, they got they – got, they got, what's his face? Big baby. Who, <laughs> Edo Smith? No, no. No, um, Burley's a free agent. No, no, not, no. They just signed uh, Davis, Carolina oh, they, running back. They did sign Mike Davis, didn't yeah. they? That's right. Look at that. Yeah. He forgot to add that in the notes. And, I no, I, no, 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 no. I didn't forget that. <laughs> but, um, and, you know, you know, Mike Davis is from Atlanta, so he was pretty pumped to sign. Who signed him? Mike Davis with Atlanta. Atlanta? Yeah. 
Yeah, oh. we had uh, Mike Davis in Atlanta, Carlos Hyde bringing some familiarity in Jacksonville. Uh, you know, he was with Urban Meyer in Ohio State. Keenan, I know you're not worried for James Robinson. I'm a not little anymore. Worried, not a anymore. Little worried for oh, James my God. Robinson. Okay, a month ago, you were you pretty much were telling me to trade Robinson. Trade them. They're gonna. And, they're gonna. Sign, I, they're gonna sign Aaron Jones. Him. They're you gonna sign Aaron Jones. Uh, no, I I think that there's that there's still a chance Urban Meyer could draft a running back, and you know they didn't sign one, but they got Carlos Hyde, who's familiar with the offense, familiar with the system. He could take six to eight touches a game, which I know we say, oh, that's crazy, but if you think they're running the ball like they did last year, you, you know you got to check yourself again because Lawrence is going to come in and they're going to be slinging it 500, 550 plus. Yeah, they're going to be slinging it to, to Robinson out of the back. I I hope that I hope he continues to throw the running back spot. I do. Um, but more to come with Carlos Hyde. Just watch out. Watch out. I think I think we got something else to talk about. I think we should I think we talk about do. the Kenyon Drake signing. Yeah. I think Kenyon we talked we talked about it a little bit in our group group chat. I think he got a starting I, job. Pretty much at this yeah. point. Full, go ahead. <laughs> two year fully two year eleven million fully guaranteed with the Las Vegas Raiders. I really I don't think they know what the hell hell they're doing over there what do you mean he's the starter why wouldn't he be the starter who the, who else is going to start i mean you're i hope you're kidding come on man josh jacobs is <laughs> oh man no i'm kidding but but what do you seriously what's going on with with the raiders i eric eric i don't know i don't know what that was i don't know that was I, a, well, so i that will was say the most shocking signing I'll tell i you will that. say no well this is a, a I was surprised, like when I was doing my running back rankings, like I didn't even, I didn't even, I almost didn't have Jacobs in my top fifteen. Like I don't, I don't know. I liked him a lot last year. I, I bought a couple shares, but then I was watching more of him. I was watching some more Raiders games, and he's he's nothing special. I, there was there was times where it was like he had open lanes and he had open field, and he just like fell forward. I I don't know. It was like. He was like afraid to get hit. I don't know what it was. I mean, it may have just been the the games I was watching. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe the Raiders don't think he's anything special either, and they needed somebody else in there. But that's a lot of money to pay a backup running back. I don't think he'll be a exactly. I don't, yeah, it's fully guaranteed. It's that's, like that's what it's I'm like saying. I don't. Know. It's, it's worse than the Kareem Chubb situation in, in Cleveland because you have. Kenyon Drake come in who can catch the ball. You know, Josh Jacobs isn't given that opportunity, really. We saw him get a little more last year, but they're clearly showing they want to scale that back. The thing is, though, why I'm not I'm not totally worried, one, he already wasn't getting a lot of catches. So if he can maintain 20 catches, he can still get a borderline RB1 with some higher touchdowns. Now, he's never ran the ball very well. His yards per carry is not very high. But what he does do is he shares the ball with Devontae Booker. He shared, or I'm sorry, not Devontae Booker. He shared with DeAndre Washington. Um, he shared with a few players. Booker, yeah, you're right. Booker, Booker was yeah, there. Was Booker yeah. last year. But, like, you know, he was sharing with those guys. Booker had almost 100 carries. That's six a game. You know, we start doing the 17, you know, math. That's just over six a game still, a little under six a game. But you have him. Then you're also throwing him the ball. Then they had uh, Lynn Bowden, who they were getting in running back at times as well, and then they were moving him back and forth. And then they also – I can't remember who their, their fourth was that they had. But the point is I think they like to run the ball a lot. They, they run the ball 35 times a game. So my hope is that Jacobs can still get almost 20 touches. Uh, more to come with that for sure. I, I think you're seeing 
I think Jacob's going to get moved, or they're not going to re-sign him after his contract expires. Yeah, that's the other thing. Because that, that'll go into, well, this will be his third year now, so the one more year until Kenyon Drake's up. Yeah. And if he performs, then they can sign Kenyon Drake. I know he'll be like 28, but he, he doesn't really have the, the body of a 28-year-old. Um, all right, so Mark Ingram went to Houston, Philip Lindsay went to Houston. Uh, any you guys grabbing them at all? At all? Any anything? Any value you see in them? No. no. I, I think Philip Lindsay is interesting. I mean, they got like five running backs now. They have David, yeah, but... they have David Johnson, Philip Philip Lindsay, and Mark Ingram. So three running backs. He's the youngest monster. Three headed monster. Uh, Fournette resigned at Tampa Bay. Uh, I thought he might go to New England, but if not, I felt Tampa Bay was probably the next best thing. Now it hurts my Ronald Jones shares. I thought Buffalo was a good spot for him. I agree. thought Buffalo was a good spot. Um, hurts my Ronald Jones shares, so I guess you can't be too hyped about Ronald Jones anyway. Um, all right, let's slide over to the wide receivers. So we talked about Allen Robinson. Uh, we talked about Chris Godwin. Kenny Galladay, Keenan, coming in hot. Top 10 wide receiver with the New York Giants, huh? Four yeah. years, 72 million, 40 million guaranteed. They're paying the man. Usually when it, when it comes to fantasy, usually I'm very cautious with, with especially wide receivers, switching teams and drafting them. But seeing what Diggs and uh, Hopkins did last year with their new teams, I'm not I'm not nervous at all. Well, someone that's as talented as Kenny Gallagher, like I said earlier in the show, I can see him being a top 10 wide receiver in the league. And as long as he can stay healthy. He just he missed he missed um he missed a lot of time. I'm trying to think I'm trying to think what his injuries were uh, last season and the following year. I can't can't think of one right now. But th- now they're going to have a healthy Barkley fix that old line. I'm I'm interested what Daniel Dimes can do now with this offense. Yeah, yeah, they definitely definitely need to upgrade the offensive line. Obviously, they got Kenny G. I, I am worried about Darius Slayton now because you know how much I loved him last year, but I, you know, with Kenny G coming in, it's going to be tough for him to really yeah I think, take another step forward. Unfortunately, but um, yeah, I think you should be worried with Slayton. I, I don't think he performed as the wide receiver one. I, most weeks he disappeared. Um, he had a couple of early good weeks and. As yeah, the first week he came out on fire. Yeah, I remember you were very really excited about that. Um, I turned down, I, I turned down some offers too after that, which I I'm looking back and regretting. But yeah, it, yeah, it's it's it's. Yeah, you. I thought once Barkley went down, I was like, all right, we're gonna see Slayton get more targets in the past game. That they're not gonna run the ball as much, but I don't I I don't know what happened at all there. Yeah, I'm a little bit as well worried about Slayton, but I, do you think Galladay can get 160 targets? Do you think that's the offense they're going to want to do? You know, Jason Garrett, you know, kind of did that with Amari. Uh, we saw him hyper target the wide receiver one. Can Galladay get that? Uh, if Daniel Jones can take the next step and they can get him some more protection, and if, maybe, but yeah. with a healthy Barkley. Uh, you know. That's the key right there. You said it right there. Healthy Barkley. I don't think he gets that many targets, but I still think he's. I still think he produces. Yeah, you know he's never gotten more than seventy-five catches in his career, but he's been able to get double-digit touchdowns. He led the yeah. league a couple years ago, so that's that's what I really think they got Kenny Galladay for was for that that red zone because they dropped so many balls last year. Evan Ingram was doing horrible. Sterling Shepard, he just can't seem to stay healthy. 
So uh, I, I agree with you. I think Kelly Galladay can be a top 10 wide receiver, no doubt. Yeah. All right, Juju Smith-Schuster. Eric, <laughs> you and I made, making a I was going to – oh, my God. Who won the trade now? <laughs> Me still. We made, uh, yeah, Eric still. We made a nice trade. Uh, I gave him Deontay Johnson and Juju for <sighs> Michael Thomas. I know. You might, see, you might see your buzzer beater now. We were both we were both convinced Juju was not going to be a Steeler though, and you know the longer the time went on, I still didn't think he was going to be a Steeler. It kind of came we obviously know it came out of nowhere. Resigned with them for one year, eight million, but uh, I think it was the same situation. Like I said with Robinson, he saw that you know there the grass wasn't greener for him uh, right now. He apparently had offers from the Ravens. They run the ball a lot. Uh, had offer from the Chiefs. They're not. He'll be like the fourth option. So he's going to try and come back. He's going to try and perform. Uh, you know, try and do really well so he can get his money in 2022. So, Keenan, is Juju Smith-Schuster the number one in Pittsburgh, or are, are we still talking Deontay? You know what? Never mind. Is Juju even the number two? I don't know. I uh, I want to say yes, but but those the uh, that whole offense kind of struggled down towards the end of that season. Um, Johnson had his draw problem. Um, who's the rookie? Uh, Claypool. Claypool yeah. yeah, Claypool. He kind of disappeared some games. He, but he had awesome games where he scored three touchdowns or four touchdowns at one game. Um, but he disappeared towards the end. I think it's going to be an offense. Whoever has that hot hand that game, I think you're going to see. You're not going to see one wide receiver one. I think you might have three wide receiver ones depending on what game, who you're playing, who they're playing, and. And the game plan. Yeah, you know, you're exactly right. Juju didn't – he only had four games with double digits in the first 10, 10 where they were had that undefeated streak or 11 games. But they were also throwing the ball so quick. You know, he had uh, – Juju had what? Um, just double-checking, I'm sorry. He had 97, almost 100 catches. But he couldn't get more than 8.6 yards per catch. So that's horrible. Obviously, Deontay Johnson had over 100 catches. Same thing, low yards per catch. They just were throwing the ball so quick to protect Ben and not let him get hit that they finally realized, well, defenses are catching up, and then we're screwed. We can't throw the ball downfield. All we have is Claypool. We haven't been doing it all season. Deontay Johnson wasn't able to create separation, and Juju's in the slot. They kind of screwed themselves, and we obviously all watched them unfold. I think another offseason, a new coordinator, uh, I think they're going to fix what they did, and I think Juju might be more of a focal point. Uh, you know, the guy can take it 90-plus yards for a touchdown. There's not many players in the NFL that can do that, and they need to open it up for him more. I think they're going to utilize Claypool a lot more, but not necessarily for targets. And like I said, he had almost 100 catches and nine touchdowns. So if he could even get close to the 120 targets he saw again, but increases that yards per catch, you really only need him to get 80, 90 catches. Yeah. To even to start having him sniff, you know, mid wide receiver two numbers, which is going to be way higher than that draft value, at least that he currently is at. And is Big Ben going to stay healthy, or is he going to, or is he going to die again come week twelve? You know, you're seeing him now more than a year removed from that injury, so a year and a half now. So I don't know. I think the farther we get from it, the more comfortable I feel. Obviously, yeah, he's older, so other injuries could come about, as we could say about anybody, right? Uh, but I feel better about that elbow. All right. Uh, T.Y. Hilton signed back with Indy. Are you watching this game? You might get your buzzer beater. <laughs> yeah, UCLA, Alabama. It's, That's uh, going to help my bracket. I need, I need UCLA <laughs> to win bad. 
<laughs> I I don't mind it if if Alabama loses, it will help. But uh, I I just need Baylor to win that for me. There uh, we T. go. T.Y. Hilton, Hilton side back with Indy, one year, eight million dollars. For the tie. Uh, oh, he got it! He got it, dude! You're ahead get... of me. He tied like, it. I'm not. Like, they haven't even shot yet. Oh my god! They tied it. <laughs> I'm muting you, man. Get out of here. Can't even kill me, this kid. So Will Fuller signed in Miami. That's what I want to talk about. We talked about Tua a little bit earlier. Uh, so Eric, Will Fuller, what kind of impact is he going to have? We saw Tua have a really, ho- really hard time getting the ball down the field. His yards per attempt was extremely low. His A dot was extremely low, and he looked very rough in the six games he played. There's reasons uh, that obviously Will Fuller comes in. He led the league in uh, deep targets. Uh, I think he had almost 20. Uh, you know that Deshaun Watson loves throwing the ball, and we're going to see Tua start doing that. So so what is your thoughts on Will Fuller, Eric? Is he, does he have a shot at wide receiver too? Yeah. Yeah, like you said, I think they're going to bring uh, him in today. It was a center. It was a center. Wow. Sorry, Eric. No, you're fine. Um, but, yeah, yeah, I think uh, he, he's – they're bringing him in exactly for that reason, and um, – you got you got me all messed up with talking about that uh, shot now. Um, nice, I can't nice believe shot, you that huh? too. That was a nice Live. shot. Yeah, Alabama, big center. All right, you know um, Eric, Wolf, <laughs> No, hell no. Wolf oh Fuller. yeah, but, but but yeah, I think it all, all comes down to health. If he stays healthy for a full sixteen games, I think definitely definitely you can put up some uh, wide receiver two numbers. He averages um, like a touchdown a game when he's healthy. Will Fuller. Yeah, I don't I don't know if he's gonna be doing that with Tua. I, like I said, I think I think they're they're possibly going to draft one of the top running backs, um, depending on how the draft plays out. I hope not. You say running back? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't. I'm not completely sold on Gaskins. I know uh, it's. I Keenan, sold. I Keenan sold my. Boy. I sold my. Uh, oh, no? stock. You don't like Gaskins? No, I sold them because 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 oh. of that reason. Oh. I can see them drafting a running back. Okay. I uh, I traded them for Lamar Jackson in in the Lamar Jackson deal. I think it'd be smart with how Tua played if they plan yeah. to roll out with him for. I love, I love Gaskins. Yeah, he is next couple of years. I think I think they need to to bring in a, a big time running back and and step that up and um on top of Fuller coming yeah, But like I said, back to Fuller. If he can stay healthy for a full sixteen games, yeah, I absolutely think he can be a wide receiver too. That's fair, man. That's fair. Uh, we didn't talk about Curtis Samuel too much uh, with the signing of Washington when we were talking about McLaurin. Keenan, I know you weren't too big on Curtis Samuel before. Uh, how about now? Well, I, mean, I guess I guess the whole world. I, I really like Curtis Samuel personally. I bought big on him two years ago. Oh, we didn't even mention this when we were talking about um, Scary Terry. He's yeah, going to take targets away from him. You guys are you guys are saying all oh, how McKinnon, McKissick is not going to be there and Gibson's going to – um, get all these targets or whatnot, but Curtis Samuel's going to take some targets away from him down the field. And we've yeah. seen Ryan Fitzpatrick fall in love with his wide receiver twos. Where remember a couple of years ago, where we thought Preston Williams was a wide receiver one there, and then all of a sudden Parker had a, a breakout year. Yeah, I think I think Curtis Samuel going to a system he knows is extremely helpful. I actually i i projected he would land in Washington. Uh, it, it wasn't too crazy because, you know, like we said, Ron Rivera knows him. 
so that familiarity is really going to help. He played with college. He played with Terry McLaurin in college, so that's going to be even better. And he's going to be an extension of the run game. He's a gadget guy. He can run the ball. Uh, he's actually led the league, I think, in running in rushing the last two years. I could be wrong. Uh, he's up there with Robert Woods. Uh, but I think Curtis Samuel is going to be a perfect slot guy uh, for Ryan Fitzpatrick. He will take targets, not from McLaurin, though. He's going to take them from the Cam Sims. Uh, he's going to take them from, from the McKissicks. He's going to take them probably from the – You would hope. You would hope. Well, uh, yes. I told you what, Ryan Thomas's, I mean, <laughs> I, McLaurin's getting his 150. Listen, I'm don't telling you, you dare – Take targets away from Logan Thomas. I don't want to do it. And and Fitzpatrick likes his tight ends, but I don't know if he likes someone that's almost as old as he is. That's that's we'll see about that one. Is he that old? <laughs> He's like thirty one. Logan Thomas? Don't, don't forget we drafted him. The Bills drafted him as a quarterback. I remember well, that. As a tight end. I, but yeah, that, that was already like seven years ago, eight years ago. Crazy, I know. Uh Marvin Jones Jr. landing in Jacksonville. Uh, that he tweeted that a while ago before free agency, man, that he was probably going there. So that seems like a really good fit. Uh, we there was rumors of the DJ DJ Chark getting traded to Baltimore. Which oh kind man, of set us off for I was a couple excited. hours. I was excited about that. Yeah, that we had a trade. A we had a trade in our in our league happened like hours before, with or a couple days before where Chark or weeks actually. I, I go from hours to weeks, but um, where Chark was involved involved, and I'm like, oh man, who won the trade now? And uh, obviously, doesn't matter. Yeah, didn't matter. Didn't matter. I almost made a trade, to be honest. I was at work when I saw that, and I almost made a trade, and I didn't see that it was kind of false and whatnot. I should have vetted it, obviously. I'm glad I glad nothing happened. But, yeah, I think he's a big play man. He, he was very sporadic with the Lions uh, as far as being able to show up for 100 yards and a touchdown, but you knew that he was good to get those kind of games. He What he had, his three-touchdown game every year, right? Yeah. He's, had, he's got a couple of those, so you know he's big, big boom. But he really helps DJ Chark extend extend the field. I think it's really, really, really good for LaVisca Chenault. Uh, you already know I love him, and I think it's, it's just going to help him tenfold, uh, especially with uh, spreading in between the 20s. That's where he's going to get a lot of the work. He may not get a lot in the red zone anymore, uh, as he wasn't already, but I love LaVisca Chenault for potentially getting 80 catches you, over 1,000 yards. What are, you, uh, what are you trading for Chenault right now? Uh, you're not getting anything probably probably a late first. You're probably not getting anything lower than that. Uh, I know I'm not giving him anything higher, anything less than a mid first. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking. But, if, but I loved him last year. He could be a good buy, buy low candidate too right now. If you if you if you have the right owner that has them right now, you could talk yeah. talk them. You got Jones, Chark, um, Robinson's going to be getting catches. Yeah. And as much as you want to tie Lawrence to the name, the second that Lawrence is a Jaguar, everybody's value is going up. It's easy to say that right now, but the second you actually tie that 101, you know that first pick to Trevor Lawrence, it becomes so real. No matter yeah. what his value was prior to that, it's going to go up. UCLA up by five. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, AJ Green, Eric, signing with Arizona. It really, really makes my Christian Kirk shares cry heavily. But do you think he's the wide receiver too there? Do you think Fitzgerald gets pushed out? Uh, do you think A.J. Green has a chance for 100 targets and to be relevant? Do you care, I guess? Yeah, I mean, like another kind of like Fuller, if he stays healthy for a full 16, I, I think he definitely could make somewhat of an impact. Definitely pushes Kirk way down. Um Pretty much, I would say, make makes Kirk. I, it, they could both be irrelevant because they – both take so much away from each other, um, but we'll, we'll see. But 
AJ Green, he was getting open. He was he was he looked good last year, and a lot of the targets when you're watching were just uncatchable that he had. Like he had a game where he had 12 targets, but he only had three catches. But when you look, seven of those targets were 10 feet over his head. And not not saying Joe Burrow's bad or anything, you know, but it was just you know, it was his, his rookie year, you know. But but yeah, I, I think he can still come in and, and make a little bit of an impact. Yeah, you know, Kirk and Fitzgerald combined had, you know, they averaged almost 13 or 14 targets a game. So if if you bring A.J. Green in and he can even get half of those, you're, you're looking at 100 targets. And I think A.J. Green is going to be, have a lot of success in the red zone. Um, I really do. I think that's where they're deciding now. We're not throwing – we're not running the ball anymore in the red zone. We're throwing in one of our two big guys. Uh, and I think they're going to be a very, very vertical offense. You're going to see a lot of deep passing. So I think that might actually wind up being a good value for A.J. Green. I think he could be a strong wide receiver three. If he stays dart, healthy. If he stays healthy. Uh, some dart throws. Sammy Watkins signing in Baltimore. John Ross with the Giants. Emmanuel Sanders with the Bills. John Brown with the Raiders. Deshaun Jackson just went to the Rams. Josh Reynolds in Tennessee. And Dante Moncrief might be the wide receiver two in Houston. Who's wide receiver one? Oh, Cook. Yeah, Brandon Cooks. And anybody I listed there intriguing to you for dynasty purposes, can any of them hit a wide receiver three status, do you think, with their new their new places? I don't not anyone there for dynasty purposes, but if I'm if we're gonna talk about redraft for a second, Emmanuel Emmanuel Sanders with that Bills offense, if they can do what they did this past season, um, that's that's probably the only one that I would target in a redraft. Dynasty wise, I can care less. Well, let me ask you quick that you mentioned Emmanuel Sanders. Is he the wide receiver too? Yes, for now. So what happens with Gabriel Davis? Gabriel uh, Davis. Well, I I I think he still does what he did last year. He's a wide receiver three, four. So all that. I think I think in target target wise target wise I think Cole Beasley will still be the second option. Um. Or how many targets did Beasley have last year? Uh, yeah, he was second month, yeah, like 120. Right? Yeah, he was, he yeah. was second to Diggs. Yeah, he was second. Um, yeah, I, th- I think he's target wise, he's going to be second, but I still think Davis is going to be um, lining up uh, uh, um, in the three wide receiver sets. It'll be uh, Beasley, Davis, and Diggs. Um, but I think, yeah, Sanders, he's going to make an impact, though. I think, I don't. I think when I looked at the contract, I was so confused as to why they did it after seeing John Brown's new contract. But I want to say we only have Sanders for like four million. No, it makes the hit. It the hit will wind up being like four. I think it's like a nine million dollar contract. Yeah, it made sense okay. after everything. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I'm not a fan of it. I told you, I'm not. No, I, I would have rather just kept Brown. I but... think it supplants. I would just rather have drafted a wide receiver or something. I think it supplants yeah. or or sign him for less. Right, it supplants Gabriel Davis's breakout. I think we saw a lot of good things from Davis, but if Sanders is going to come in and, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm hoping it was veteran presence. But but to speak on that, um, I think John Brown could could hit wide receiver three numbers in in Oakland or sorry in Vegas. Absolutely, I think I agree um, with that. Nelson yeah. Aguilar did really well, and I think even though they're bringing in John Brown for low money, it's what they've been doing. They brought in Aguilar for low money. They brought in if you're uh, if you're a, a strong contender and you got like deep rosters and and you, you, you like deep starting lineups throw a, a, a third rounder out for john brown um let's see see if you can snag him for that or something like that and 
Might I, be I able to tell us like two fourths or something. Who knows? Yeah, maybe, yeah. I mean, yeah. See what you can do. See what you can do. Um, later picks, but if you'll one hundred one hundred percent be happy with it. Yeah, I like that John Brown pick. I also really like Josh Reynolds in Tennessee. Uh, I really, I'm actually kind of a big fan of that. He's going to be the wide receiver two there. I know the wide receiver two doesn't get too much, but if he can see 80 targets, I mean, he might be able to do some damage with some good wide receiver three numbers in you know 750 yards, maybe six touchdown range. Um, so he could be someone that could break out if they decide to throw the ball a little more. We'll see if it was true. That's a problem, Arthur though. Smith. That's a problem. big problem. I mean, AJ, AJ Brown's a big, big winner for me uh, because getting rid of Corey Davis, getting rid of Jonu Smith, the amount of vacated targets that are there for him are going to be insane, even though they don't throw the ball a lot. But yeah. if AJ Brown can even get 20, you know, 10 to 15 percent more targets than he was already getting, that production is going to jump into the top five wide receiver. So I do think Josh Reynolds is a good is a good buy low for sure. He could be impactful. Before you move on from uh, the dart throws, Sammy Watkins going to Baltimore. I know you're a big Hollywood fan. How do you feel about that? I'm, I'm going to be honest. I really like this move for Baltimore. Um, they needed to do something. For fantasy, I think I like it because they didn't do anything. So it's best that they at least grab somebody. I understand it's Sammy who's been inconsistent. But if you don't pay attention to Sammy, he can still hurt you. Don't forget three touchdowns last year, week one. I mean, we, we've seen it happen. It's not consistent, but we've seen it happen. So I think that hopefully this will help Hollywood. I'm still a big Hollywood fan, like you said. Um, and to be honest, I think it really helps Mark Andrews. It's just another big weapon because Miles Boykin yeah. isn't fooling anybody. Will, Willie Sneed didn't do anything. So uh, I think it's going to be really nice for that's Mark a, Andrews the most. That's a good point. Uh, I don't think there's anything else. Deshaun Jackson, are you you think you care at all for the for the um, Stafford? No. Like, is he is he your Marvin Jones version uh, in Detroit now for Stafford? No. It just 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 stopped. All right, that's fair for me. Uh, we were just talking about Johnu Smith. Let's talk about the tight ends. Johnu Smith and Hunter Henry decided, hey, let's be best friends. Let's be bros. Let's go hang out in New England and sign with the same damn team. Why not? We both, <laughs> we both got a lot of money. How about that? We, you know, let's let's do it. So Johnu Smith, four-year, $50 million. Uh, Hunter Henry, three-year, $37.5 million. Both 25 guaranteed. Both, both 25 guaranteed. I was yeah. reading uh, Robert Kraft spent $172 million to buy the Patriots back in 94 and spent over $180 million in the first week of free agency. Did you see, I thought that, Wit that did you see Wittown Brady, the, the amount of money they spent on free agency via, um, yeah, via free agency and how much they spent this past year? They almost, they almost matched how much they spent on free agency in one day than when they had Tom Brady for the last 10 years. One day, I got, I tweet I tweeted about it. Life without Brady, I guess. Yeah, man, it's well he he moves to another city. I mean, we just wait till after he wins again in Tampa Bay, and then he's gonna go like to Seattle or something. Just watch, and then wins the championship there. He'll do it. Oh, jackass, Tom Brady. Whoa. <laughs> um, all right, John. So John New Hunter Henry, they both signed in New England. Uh, we talked earlier. Cam Newton's their quarterback for now. Got $5 million, Cam Newton, so I don't think they're really dedicated and invested in Cam Newton. They certainly could trade for Jimmy Garoppolo. They certainly could move up to draft a quarterback or figure something out. Do you care about Hunter Henry or Jonu Smith? Like, did this completely ruin their value? Who's the best one of the two of them? I, I don't think it completely ruins their value because they paid them a lot of money. They're going to use them. The Patriots always use their tight ends. 
They still don't have a wide receiver. Um, they need to throw the ball to somebody. Um, and yeah, I, I think that that's going to be their plan. They got their two, um, their two tight ends. They they're good to go now. I'm sure they're going to probably draft a wide receiver or something. If they bring Garoppolo in, I'm, that's even better for them in my opinion. Um, and I, and I think in the end, providing he stays healthy, Hunter Henry is going to going to be the uh, the top dog there. Hunter Henry, okay. I forgot to mention uh, Nelson Aguilar signed there too for almost 13 million for the next two years. Yeah, I got the numbers. For, yeah. Uh, in in the prior 10 years, the Patriots spent. Three hundred million dollars in free agency. In the first three hours of two thousand twenty-one, they spent one hundred forty-six million. Jeez. But but if they do trade for Garoppolo, it's going to be kind of like what uh, in the 49ers were, where he had a great tight end and you know no wide receivers before you know this past year, really. I just I don't see a way that they go in in week one with Cam Newton as their only option is competing for the starting job. I just I find it impossible that he is going to go through another year of hell like that. We and we said this last year, and you know I said this. They got Cam Newton because they're going to run the ball, they're going to make it boring, and they're going to do as much as they can to not look like an absolute joke. Mac now, Jones, Mac, Mac Jones, but that's that's what he was going to do. They weren't going to just sit down and lose, you know, fifteen games. They were going to play tough defense and run the ball. Now they're getting other pieces to show they're going to still play tough defense and they're going to have better options at throwing the ball. But I'm telling you, Cam Newton's not going to be the answer come week one. They're going to have another quarterback under center. You want to put a you want to put a little side bet oh, on that? Let's do it. Let's do it. Six pack bet there. I'll bet you. I'll bet you that it's either Mac Jones or or I bet you it's either a rookie or Cam Newton starting week one. I bet you it's not gro- anyone else. You could have the field. I'll take that rookie field. rookie or Cam. I'll yeah. take that bet. I'm taking that bet. All it's right. gonna be watch it be Stidham. <laughs> uh, Rob Rob Gronkowski signed back with Tampa Bay. We knew that was the only place he was going. Kyle Rudolph with the Giants, two years, fourteen million. Is Evan Ingram's writing on the wall for the Giants? Uh, I don't know. And I'd say so, yeah. I, I'm not. Yeah, I don't really care about either. I yeah, know. I don't. I'm not really. Yeah, I'm not excited about either. All right. Yeah, about, I think I think Kyle Rudolph. Is, it's just for that purposes. I, I think don't it's think to help. I think yeah. I think it's red zone. I think yeah. it's depth. I think it's to hey, we have a safety net. Ingram dropped like three red zone passes and yeah. more. The whole team made drops. I don't know. I, I think it's going to be nice just for Daniel Jones. That's why they're going all out. They're they're doing the Josh Allen effect with Daniel Jones, and and they're going to try to make it work. And Gettleman's fighting for his job. To be honest, he's keeping yeah. fucking. He could really screw them over in the next few years if they don't do anything. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't say anything. Uh, Jared Cook. Uh, one year, six million dollars. <laughs> that's the one. I, that's the one I'm in. Or no, I'm more interested about the um, Everett. Everett yeah, yeah, Gerald Everett in Seattle. That could be big. He's a great blocker. Still only 26 years old. Big uh, Higby you know. guy over here. Eric can uh, finally say that uh, if he's not tight end one. You could finally say that you were wrong about Higby this after this year. Yeah, I mean, he could be. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping, man. Uh, I was one year too early. Yeah. All right, so how about uh, how about Jared Cook though? So, one year, six million. He's got Herbert. Hunter Henry's gone. Are you, are you going to look at Jared Cook as potentially a top six tight end? Oh yeah, I, definitely. I mean, he, only for only for this year and not not long term. I'm not really excited. I don't think he'll end up signing there long term or anything like that. But 
Yeah, he, he's going to be he's going to be really good as long as they don't bring somebody else in. You know, providing providing they trade up and trade for uh, and draft the uh, pits there. Well, I was going to ask about Donald Parnham. You know, he he's a big six foot eight man that they essentially you know they brought somebody else in and still have Parnham. So you know Parnham's not the only one, uh, but they do like to use two tight ends. So I'm intrigued to see that too. But I think Cook, uh, I think Cook's a good candidate for a lot of yards again. Maybe not a lot of touchdowns, but. Man. I can see five, six hundred yards for him. Um, he'll be a good fit. And like you said, Keenan Everett, uh, they've never really used their tight end a lot in Seattle. I've always fell for the Will Disleys, the Jacob Hollisters. It's never worked out. Uh, so maybe Gerald Everett will be the same, but at least he'll help them out with the run game. Uh, all right, scraps. A couple guys left. Todd Gurley, Antonio Brown, Golden Tate, Trey Burton, Stone Free Agency. Um Nothing too much really floating around for them with the scraps, like I said. What so, the hell am I going to do with Todd Gurley? You have to ride him till you have to ride him to the ground. Unfortunately, yeah, or maybe try. honestly, trade him for a fourth. Like I mean, Gibson, Gibson you want was him? a. F- you want, <laughs> I, you want I, him? I'm, I, I might want that fourth. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I I tried last year. He had those couple good games early on. He he was getting a touch on almost a game, every game before he got right. hurt. And I traded him for the. Uh, I tried the one ten and a third. One ten last off season. It's before the season. One ten still. Before yeah, before the rookie draft last year. After he signed with Atlanta. Yeah, it was after he signed. Who with Atlanta. the hell gave you one ten? Because I was I asking was for seconds. I was, I was no, I know. I no, it was league. it was your league. Um, uh, I don't know. I gotta go back and look. I forgot. Listen, I tried. I tried. All I wanted was a second, and these idiots would not give me a second. And I guess they were right. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. In my one super flex league, he was a really good RB2 for me for at least the first 10 weeks. There's a reason I went downhill after. But, yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, so winners and losers, guys. We're wrapping up the free agency talk. We ran through each of the positions. Why don't you give me a couple of winners, Eric? Patriots. Oh, I guess right. they got their double tight ends. Um yeah, I think that obviously help, helps them. They're they're definitely a winner. I thought getting one is good, but they got the cream of the crop. They got both of them. Um, is that um, your fantasy winner, or is that just a team winner you're giving it to? Just a free – I thought they were just free agency winner, but – Oh, yeah, no, how about for fantasy purposes? Who's your – who is who's a big, a big fantasy winner? I'm sorry. Um, I think I said free agency, didn't I? Um, maybe it's all right. So I guess I would definitely say Aaron Jones. Um, he, he's a huge winner in my opinion, because if he ended up going somewhere else, who knows where it was going to be, what the situation was going to be. He's at least staying there. He should be producing, you know, top 10 numbers for at least the next two years. Um, obviously AJ Brown, huge winner getting rid of Johnny Smith. Um, uh, uh, Corey Davis. Um, so yeah, I mean, those are definitely two huge winners. Um, I don't know, who, who do you, who else do you got? I got Daniel Dime, Dimes. Uh, yeah, yeah, I got him. Sure. Like, I'm still, I still think that's a great signing. I know you guys are a little, well, Anthony, I think you were kind of a little with the Kenny Galladay signing there. Um, I think. I think we've seen young quarterbacks take the next step with great wide receivers, and we've saw it. We saw it here firsthand. I think that's going to help, obviously, with Daniel James being a good NFL wide receiver and a good fantasy player for everyone. 
Uh, my other winner is um, is who's the running back for Arizona Cardinals right now? Um, oh, Chase Edmonds. Chase Edmonds. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We didn't even speak about him. Um, oh. You get rid of Kenyon Drake, who had a great year after he was traded from Miami to Arizona, and everyone kind of forgot about it, about him. And and now that Kenyon Drake is there, he's wide receiver or running back one. And I think if you're a fantasy owner of him, you're very pleased. You pretty much got a free running back. I you have know? him and Mike so Davis far. in a league. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so far, right now. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, they could draft a running back, and obviously, if we did the show again, I'd be like, all right, he's not the winner, and he's not a winner anymore. But I thought, I thought that was pretty good for him or for fantasy owners of him. That's of his. True. That's true, and I, uh, I, I said before, a uh, big winner of mine is Terry McLaurin. Uh, I really think he, he got a massive win with getting Curtis Samuel, uh, getting that familiarity of another wide receiver who can help him out, getting Ryan Fitzpatrick, who's going to be a massive improvement uh, from the last two years of what he's had to deal with. I think McLaurin is going to take that next step. Currently, my wide receiver eight. I, that might go, he might go a little higher. I don't know. I, I'm pretty into a potential for 100 catch, 1,400 yard, and 10 touchdown year for Terry McLaurin. I'm going to be really bullish on him. Uh, another big winner for me, Tua. Tua's, they're showing the investment in him, man. They, they are building around Tua. Uh, they, they moved back to gain more uh, picks, then moved back up uh, to be able to make any decision they almost want to, uh, in my mind, besides quarterback. So I think so far, if they sit at six, they have uh, almost any any chances at wide receiver. Like you said, Keenan, the, they have the number six, number 18. They have some later picks. They could still get a running back. Uh, they have Gesicki. They got Preston Williams. They got Will Fuller. They are going all in on Tua. So I'm very excited for Tua. Did you say Deshaun Watson is going to trade it there earlier? I said there's a shot. I was wondering if, you know, those pieces Miami's getting maybe are could be for Deshaun Watson. And it very much could be, and this could all slap me in the face. But It's going to slap you. Could slap me. How about a loser, Eric? Two of some of the biggest losers that I have, unfortunately, are Allen Robinson and David Montgomery. I just... I just don't like Andy Dalton in this. I I don't know. I don't like their situation now at quarterback, unless somehow they add somebody else. Um, I I don't know, but I just I just think this offense is going to be bad, um, worse than it was already. So, yeah, I don't I don't think Allen Robinson. Like I said, if you want to do a, a little six pack bet here, I don't think Allen Robinson is going to be in the top five in targets either. I, I don't think I'm ready to do a six-pack bet on that. I was just more so giving statistical evidence of the last two years yeah. because I don't know if Dalton's going to be the guy uh, that could throw it 150-plus times to him. We'll have to see uh, what they still do. Um, but, you know, big loser for me, hmm, Josh Allen. going to be honest, he's a big loser for me. The Bills didn't Why? They lost Brown. The Bills lost... did nothing. I don't know. To make his surroundings any better for the issues that they already had, and I'm just afraid. What issues do they have in offense? They couldn't run the ball. Okay. The second, the, the, if you, and they, they played a bunch of zone. If, if Josh Allen got zone defense, that was extremely helpful, uh, or that wasn't helpful. I'm sorry. And then he had to hopefully get a lot of man-to-man coverage. But I'm hoping maybe Emmanuel Sanders is going to come in because he's one of the best zone wide receivers there. So maybe that is to help him. But at the same point, you're bringing in Emmanuel Sanders. I don't like that. You got rid of John Brown. 
to apparently have somebody else pay him only $4 million to take the top off, which I was fine with getting rid of John Brown. I expected it. But you got no tight end. You got no running back. Well, they did sign a tight end. They did They did sign Jacob Hollister, yes, who yeah. has familiarity with Josh Allen from Wyoming. So maybe that's your help. And they brought back everybody with the offensive line, which was already somewhat questionable. So in my mind, Josh Allen didn't really but get you got to remember, that whole offensive better. line wasn't healthy not even one game of the season. They weren't, but he had a career yeah. year, Keenan. As yeah, we all know. Yeah. But he had a fantastic year. Can you expect 45 total touchdowns again from him? Yeah, I sure. really hope so. I'm hoping that's what you're going to see again. But I really expect a little bit more firepower to come from the Bills to show, hey, we've already surrounded Allen. Let's already add some more pieces, like trade for Zach Ertz. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, so I think I think I think what they're doing, as well as maybe a few other uh, uh, teams out there, is uh, uh, the rumor going around is that they're waiting for the Eagles to actually cut cut Ertz, and then you know they I mean, yeah, been... Ertz, they want way too much for Ertz. He would have been yeah. traded right now. And on top of that, you know, they're not done. Yeah, I think we could maybe even draft another running back this year, potentially, depending how how it plays out. Yeah. But, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, they, I think we're fine. I, they, I'm I'm happy with they with signed Burita too. Matt Burita, who's yeah, one of they the got Burita. But I think it also That's speaks apparently. more to what they think of Gabe Davis as well. Um, you know, you know, I don't think. Take getting Sanders at all speaks anything to Davis. I think they'll just more of a, you know, the John Brown replacement. But yeah, I think Davis steps up and and he still has Beasley and Diggs and maybe maybe running the ball. Not to go on a Bills tangent here, but real quick, maybe running the ball is more of a offensive coordinator issue, where the run isn't established early, and you know. How, <laughs> and, and, I know you're. I know you're laughing, but no, I, I agree with you. We've yeah. we've we've had this conversation so and many times. Maybe the offense coordinator needs to call more run plays to start the game to establish the run, and get the offense aligned in rhythm. I hear you. My All right, last, now, not not to make this podcast a Buffalo my, Bills podcast. My last loser, my last loser, and then we'll wrap everything up is the Denver Broncos. I feel so bad for Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, Melvin yeah. Gordon, Noah Fant, like. They need to figure that out. They need to get rid of Drew Locke. He is not the answer for you. And I have so much invested in all of your freaking Bronco players in my dynasty leagues that you need to get a quarterback. Um, I don't want to say I trust John Elway to get the right quarterback. I trust him to get a quarterback for Denver. He's, he's He does a good job at replacing the quarterbacks, but they need to get the right one for them or, or at yeah. least an improvement. So. Yeah, Peyton Manning's not going to be a free agent again. Yeah, he's not coming out of retirement. Neither is Drew Brees. Uh, Tom Brady so. might be. <laughs> Tom Brady's gone. Get him out of oh, here. Man. Oh man, so sick right. of him. Well, that that wraps up. Do you want my uh, losers? Uh, I don't care about your losers. I was just kidding. I'm not I, wrapping anything up. All right, who are your losers? I really don't have any. <laughs> um, well, there you go. I, right I, I had I, I had one. I had one, but I I slipped my mind. Oh, John Smith. I thought you know the the day he signed I'm like okay you know New England needs to turn end all right the day Hunter Henry signs John Smith value just completely plummeted for me so and and I think we mentioned him mentioned this other player was uh, Jacobs uh, running back for the Raiders with the signing of Kenyon Drake I don't think that helps him at all so I think if you're a fantasy owner of him I think you're a little nervous and you should probably trade him to me for a third round pick. <laughs> Yeah, we hit a lot on Josh Jacobs earlier, so we don't need to hit that uh, that 
uh, dead horse anymore. But yeah, that wraps up the episode. A lot of information, uh, a lot of free agency stuff to go through. Um, a lot of brackets getting busted watching this NCAA tournament over here. But uh, no, I'm, I'm glad that uh, we could get all this done. I'm glad we could have the free agency talk. So anything else you guys want to do to wrap this up? I got nothing. I got nothing. Yeah. Nada? Works for you, me, guys. You got anything? No, I think I, I think yeah, talk, I think we left it on the table right now. I, I I think talking for an hour and forty minutes is enough, right? Yeah, it was. That was quick, though. That was quick. I mean, I know it was not going to be quick for all the listeners, but uh, that was a quick uh, quick hour and forty. So I apologize for all of that. But with that further ado, guys, thanks for listening. Uh, make sure you check us out on Twitter at DynastyMafia underscore FF. Make sure to follow our handles. You can check them all out here in the corners. Uh, that's all I got for you. Mafia out.